0: Welcome to Inner Peace To Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace To Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. So today we're going to be talking about habits how to build a habit, how to break a habit, what makes habits easier, what allows us to stick with a new habit, to help forge it, even when it feels tough. And this is a subject I have learned so much about in recent years. I've learned about it in school. I've learned about it through just books that I've read. And I've also learned about it through my own experience as I've been building and breaking habits pretty consistently over these last few years. So let me tell you, I have broken some kind of serious addictive habits in the last few years. I've quit smoking cigarettes. I quit smoking pot. That was a daily pot habit that I had for many years. I quit a daily wine habit. That had gotten pretty out of control where I was drinking almost a bottle of wine a day And it's like functionally, but still I knew that was not good for me. And I quit my Diet Coke habit. Oh my gosh, did I used to love Diet Coke? I could drink several Diet Cokes a day. And that also went on for years. So in recent years, I have broken all of those habits. I'm super proud about it. I feel much better And also during that same time, I've built some really helpful habits that I'm so grateful for. I have a daily journaling habit. I now have a meditation habit. Oh my gosh, I always wanted one, but I never had the diligence to like really do it. And now I've been doing that for about a year and a half. I have a regular exercise habit that I've built, um, exercising five days a week, really consistently. I have a habit of reading before bed which became a lot easier once I broke my wine and weed habit. I have a habit of getting at least eight hours of sleep a night. It's made such a difference in my life. And you know habits, the reason why habits are so powerful is because they put these behaviors on autopilot. I don't have to wake up and wonder, should I meditate? Should I journal? I do it because that's my habit. I don't have to wonder during the day, should I exercise? I do it because that's my habit and it doesn't even take any thought. I just do it because that's what I do. It's It's as much of a habit as brushing my teeth or like eating lunch. It's just like I do it unless there's some crazy extenuating circumstances. So, Recently, I've read a number of books on habits, and I'm going to tell you about them in this episode. I've studied habits in my master's program because this is a master's in public health focusing on health education and behavior change. And habits can be so helpful when it comes to behavior change because, again, it means we don't have to spend thought power to do these behaviors that we want to have in our lives, Of course, habits also can go the other way, right? We can have habitual behaviors that we don't really want, like smoking, like drinking. So it's really important for us to be in charge of our habits, to be the author of our own habits so we can choose the ones that lift us up, that make us feel good, that boost our health and happiness. And we can break the ones that are destructive or damaging or just not that healthy or that don't make us feel good about ourselves. So we're going to talk about habits today, how to create the ones you want and ditch the ones you don't want. But before we dig in, I want to tell you two things. First, if you want to spend a power hour with me working on a habit, coaching around some habit that you're working on, whether it's to build or to break, I have been doing some special single sessions for the insanely low, low price of $5, literally, We can spend an hour together working on one of your habits for five bucks. It's a single habit, a single hour, and we will coach around it. We will dig in. I have four spots open for this and it's been awesome so far. So my intention has been to do 10 sessions and I've done six and it's been amazing to see how much change can emerge from one hour when we really dig in and focus on, on one habit. So I wanted to offer that to you. I'm talking about habits here. If you are interested in getting a little help, on help finding your own inner wisdom around your habit challenges, message me. I would I would love the opportunity to uh, sit with you for an hour on Zoom and, and work through it. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, did you know that I have a self-help book club? It is so awesome. It is so much fun. And the reason I'm mentioning it now is because the very first book we read was a book on habits. It was Jen Sincero's Badass Habits. And this book club, I started it earlier this year because I love to read self-help, but I'm always, it's such a solo endeavor, right? Reading is a solo endeavor, and I never had anyone really to talk about with these concepts that I was learning to discuss it how is it working for you what's challenging so I started the self help circle book club and now it's been going on all year we've read several books it is super fun it is free it's online we we meet on zoom it's once a month and if you like to read self help and have always sort of wanted to chat through um what you're reading with someone please join us. I would love to have you join us. The people in it are so nice. We're an intimate group and we just picked a new title for November. So I wanted to tell you about my habits coaching and the self-help circle. I'll put links in the show notes for both things and um, love to see you at either or both. So, okay, let's talk about habits. What are habits? Habits are Repeated thoughts or behaviors that we do automatically—we don't put in a lot of thought. It just goes automatically. It doesn't require brain power. Nobody has to think about like how how exactly do I brush my teeth or what is involved with shampooing my hair. Like that's it's it's a habit. It's super easy. It's on autopilot. Even complex tasks can become ha- habits. I mean, think about driving. Like when I first learned to drive, there was so much to think about operating the car and looking over my shoulder and watching the speed limit and changing lanes and all that stuff. Now I drive without a thought and I drive stick shift too. And it's just no problem. I don't have to give any brain power to the act of driving. I can spend my time listening to a podcast or listening to music and daydreaming, whatever. So even something as complex as driving, operating like heavy machinery like that can become a habit. And think about it too, like you can, it can become habitual your entire drive. How many times have you gotten in the car to drive to a familiar destination like work or friend's house? And you don't even remember making all the turns to get there. Like it's so habitual. It really requires no thought. So once a behavior becomes a habit, we do it effortlessly without thinking, If somebody sneezes, you say bless you or gazentite or salute or whatever, like you just say it. You don't have to think, hmm, they've sneezed. (laughs) What should I say? You know? So it's easy to see why habits are so powerful when it comes to our lives. I mean, I like to say that habits are kind of the scaffolding for our lives. They, the habits that we have have a lot of influence in shaping our lives. If I'm in the habit of eating in front of the television every night, then that's a habit that's going to shape how my reality comes out, right? How my reality exists. So, oh yeah. And I've had some some bad ones in there. I mean, I used to smoke a cigarette every time I got in the car. I used to pour a glass of wine every time I got home from work. I would just come home from work and the habit was to pour a glass of wine. I have a habit of eating popcorn at the movies. Like to me, it's not even... <laughs> Like, I don't even want to watch it, go to the movies if I'm not going to have a popcorn. I mean, some people have the habit of turning on the television as soon as they get home from work. Some people have the habit of declining the bread basket when they go to a restaurant. That is not my habit. But I admire that habit. Some people have that habit. Always arriving early, always arriving late, calling your parents every Sunday, looking at your phone every time you're bored. All of these are habits. And even thoughts can become habits. How we think about ourselves. If we're in the habit of being in- incredibly critical. If we're in the habit of of having self-compassion. These are thought habits. If we always respond negatively. These are thought habits that can also be changed. Just like other behavioral habits. And what's exciting is, especially about the thought habits, is if we break the habit of self-criticism and create the habit of self-compassion, just imagine what that does for your life and the way you feel about yourself and the events that occur in your life. I mean, it's such it makes a, such a difference. Things could feel so much more supportive and nice, and it's really just a habit that's at play. And habits are something we can change. So how do we do it? Well, one foundational strategy that Jen Sincero suggests in her book, Badass Habits, is that we really embody and embrace the identity of someone who has that habit. Like we start to think about ourselves as someone who already has that habit that we desire. So as she puts it, step fully into the identity of the person you'll be when you embody this habit and fall in love with who you're becoming. So this is so fun to think about because imagine who you're going to be when you have that habit of exercising every day or picture your life as a non-smoker, how your hair and skin and clothing smells, how your breath tastes, how you never need to stop for cigarettes on your way home. You never need to search your bag for a lighter, how easy it would be to deal with long flights or long Movies are long meetings. I mean, as a non-smoker, you're not the one who's dying to get outside and light up. Or picture yourself as somebody who exercises regularly. That's your your reality. Is that you break a sweat every day? You're the type of person who doesn't get winded when you go upstairs or when you have to walk a long distance. Imagine that. You know, you're the one with the with the fresh. Skin, because you've, you're exercising your circulations really good. The idea is to see yourself as someone who's already got that habit that you desire and really see what that reality looks like, how awesome it is, how good you feel, and to hold on to that vision, to keep that vision with you when. Challenges arise, or when you think, eh, it's not worth it to build this habit. Like having that image is its own enticement, it's its own support. So I love that as a foundational strategy is to get that image in your mind, get excited about it, get stoked about it. As as Sincera says, fall in love with who you're becoming and then use that as a resource when you feel like faltering, or even when you do falter. Okay, so I'm going to share eight strategies that experts recommend to make or break a habit. But the first two ingredients, essential whether you're making or breaking, and no matter what the habit is, the first two ingredients are time and patience. And you may have heard that it takes 21 days to make a habit, but that's not actually true for everybody. There was a study out of the UK in 2009 that found it can take between 18 and 254 days for a behavior to become a habit. So give yourself space and grace as you make these changes. Be patient with yourself. Know that it can take time and know that you can and probably will backslide or falter or lose motivation and be patient with yourself around it. That will make it easier to continue. So tip one is to start small, like very small. Stanford Stanford professor B.J. Fogg wrote a book called Tiny Habits. And his approach is to start so small that zero motivation is required. So instead of like, I want to build the habit of doing 10 push-ups every morning, he would say, do one push-up. Make it so easy that it's just, it's easy to do. So when he wanted to start flossing his teeth... He would floss one tooth. So start small. That is a strategy that I think really helps because it's a lot less daunting when you start small. Strategy number two, feel the emotional rewards of your new habit as soon as you do it, right away. So you did that one push-up, woo-hoo, yay you, celebrate, you're on your way to Michelle Obama arms. You floss that one tooth? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. That's awesome. You're you're on your way to a gleaming smile, a healthy mouth. If your goal is to go to the gym or to start going to the gym regularly, celebrate as soon as you get there. The idea is to connect that habit, this, this fledgling habit, to an emotional reward, a sense of like, yeah, this is good. So, don't wait to celebrate. Don't wait until you complete the whole workout. Don't wait until you get all your teeth instead of flossing one, tooth. do Don't wait till you get up to 10 push-ups. Celebrate right away. As soon as you do the behavior that you're desiring to make a habit, allow yourself to feel the pleasure and joy and gratitude and good cheer that having done that brings. Strategy number three. I read about this one in James Clear's Atomic Habits. And that is leverage the power of convenience or inconvenience. So for the habits you want to create, make it more convenient to do them. And the habits you want to break, make it less convenient to do them. So if you want to quit smoking, get rid of your ashtrays, get rid of your lighters. Of course, get rid of all the cigarettes. Like make it hard to smoke. For me, I'm someone who really, if I want to eat healthy, I cannot keep treats in the house, so when I want to break the habit of eating junk, which this is a habit I think I <laughs> I make and break all the time, but anyway, I would keep no goodies in the house. I would keep no candy. I would not keep crackers. I wouldn't keep anything snacky in here. I would get rid of it. It doesn't mean I could never have it. It just means if I want it, I have to go to the store and get it. You also hear this is why people like leave their workout clothes. They put them out the night before for the morning workout. Some people even sleep in their workout clothes. This is why people keep their gym bag in their car so that like on the way home, they can stop at the gym. So leverage the power of convenience to make the habits you desire easier to do and leverage the power of inconvenience to make the habits you want to break harder to do. The fourth strategy, and this also comes from James Clear and Gretchen Rubin in her book, Better Than Before, is this idea of habit stacking, where you attach a habit you want to something you already do. So for instance, you could make a habit that that something you do after lunch. You know you're going to eat lunch, so that's a good time to attach a habit. You could attach a habit after you brush your teeth in the morning. You could attach a habit after you walk the dog before you leave for school, before you settle in to watch TV when you get home. Anything that you do regularly is a perfect hanger for your new habit. So I had this experience when I wanted to start a meditation practice. When should I do it? And so I already journal every morning. That was a habit that I had made. Oh, and you know what? When I started the journaling habit, I used my phone alarm to help me remember to journal. So you know how you can name your alarm on your phone? I named it, don't forget to journal. And that's how I got that habit going. So once journaling was a habit that I had going, great. Okay. I can hang a new habit on it. I'm going to hang meditation on it. So I told myself, I'll do my journal. And then when I'm done, I will meditate. And I did it. It worked as a, as a hanger, but I found I didn't like meditating after journaling. By the time I was done journaling, I was kind of ready to get into my day. So alternately I decided to start meditating before I journal and that has really worked so I still hang it I still hung the meditation on journaling I just did it before instead of after and it's big be, it's become a daily habit and I don't have to think about it and I'm super grateful because as I said before I always wanted to enjoy the benefits of meditating but I just couldn't make myself sit there and actually next week we will have a whole episode on how to make yourself sit there because I interviewed a, a meditation teacher for next week's episode So anyway, that was strategy number four, habit stacking. And similarly, there is habit pairing, strategy number five. This is another one from Gretchen Rubin, and she suggests attaching something you really love to your desired habit. So for instance, she would only listen to her favorite podcast or watch her favorite show when she was at the gym on the treadmill. If you want to do weekly food prep, that's the habit you're trying to build, then that's the only time you allow yourself to listen to your favorite podcast. Or you can only watch this show when you're on the exercise bike. Or you only listen to your favorite audiobook while you're out walking. You get the idea. You match your habit with something you really already enjoy doing. And that makes your new habit more compelling and more appealing. And it's got this built-in reward. I'm going to watch Real Housewives while I'm on While I'm on the exercise bike. So that's the strategy of pairing. And I actually do this. I I like going for a walk in the afternoon, but I I call it a pod walk because I usually listen to a podcast while I'm walking and it makes my walk even more enjoyable. Strategy six is to anticipate obstacles and create contingencies. So Things are unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. You could get a a wrench thrown in the program at any time. So think through what would you do. If the habit that you're building is to exercise regularly, what will you do if it's not available at the time you thought? You thought you were going to go to a fitness class after work, but you have to work later. Someone in your family needs you. So create, if this happens, then I will do this. That is really helpful because you won't be caught unaware and I would say as a former smoker, you know, if you smoke, then start again. If you, if you want to quit smoking and you might slip up, you know, I mean, I certainly did. So your contingency could be as simple as if I falter, I will recommit. Maybe it's if I falter, I will recommit and reconnect to that vision of myself as a non-smoker that, I, that I'm using for motivation, so that's strategy number six, anticipate obstacles. Strategy number seven, enlist a buddy. Quit smoking with a friend. Get get your spouse or, or partner on board for Sober October. Get a pal who, you know, you can rope into doing a Sunday morning hike with you or who's going to take aerobics with you. Whatever the habit is, you can always find someone, even if it's not someone who you already know, you can find someone online, a friend online, to be your partner in it. And that creates accountability, it creates support, and it makes it more fun. I mean, you guys could you could gripe about it together, you could motivate each other. I love the idea of not doing it alone and enlisting a buddy in building your new habit or or in breaking a habit. And then finally, strategy number eight. Take it easy. Building or breaking habits takes time and it's a challenge. This means we're changing our ways. We're we're s- stepping aside from how we used to do things and we're doing things in a new way. And when you start something new, you're bound to have challenges. It's not always easy. It's not all smooth sailing. So take it easy on yourself. Give yourself a break. Give yourself the kind of pep talks you would give to someone you love. Believe in your capacity to change and to become this person you aspire to be. You absolutely can do it, but it's so much easier to change when we're kind to ourselves, when we don't beat ourselves up. Some people can do well with self-flagellation, but by and large, we are a lot more likely to change when we feel good. So take it easy on yourself, be supportive to yourself, and know that you have the power to change your habits. That's all within your power to do. So our affirmation this week is, I am the author of my habits. I choose who I become. I am the author of my habits. I choose who I become. So I hope you found these habit tips helpful. Please let me know if you try them and what, strategy or strategies work best for you. I'd love to hear from you. You can always message me on Instagram or email me at uh, go at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. You know, I am so grateful to have your ear and to be able to connect with you in this way, please message me. Message me if you want to do the personal habit coaching or if you want to join the book club or if you just want to tell me anything about anything. I would love to hear from you. And finally, if you think a friend might enjoy this episode, maybe the friend who you're going to enlist for your habit help, uh, please send them the episode. I sure would appreciate it if you would share it with someone. Thank you so much again for listening and I will talk to you next week. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.